it's kind of matter of general principle now that we never really quite get the timing down on that bit Uh, i think if i think if we had it down perfectly that wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't be us it wouldn't be as yeah we're we're getting there we are a work in progress welcome back flavor about us is is what makes us us absolutely you like a yeah. like a ba- like a badly dubbed kung fu film from the sixties. Um, <laughs> welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Deductionist Podcast. Um, we oh. have we have a very special. Oh, I should point out as well. Um, I do bathe, but I did a workout before before the podcast, and this is from my pull up bar. Um, I don't live. I don't just live outside. That's I, just to, just to qualify that. Um, Exactly. To that end, we have we have a very very special guest today. Um, now he is a fella for whom. Oh, just to point out as well, uh, the the Facebook user that's commented, there should be a little link at the top of the stream that would allow you to let me know who that is, because currently I can just see Facebook. You're a mystery. Uh, you are you are an enigma wrapped in wrapped inside of a mystery, and that is. Uh, an excellent segue that I would like to use right there. Um, <laughs> so you may remember from when we did the uh, the Minds streams uh, that there was one particular person that I was I was I was anxious to meet uh, uh, and talk to, right? And <laughs> as, as, I, was, I was happy to meet you there as <laughs> you were to meet me. And thank you. Anyway. <laughs> well, to be fair, dude, it's it's nice that you get out from under the stairs every now and again. Um, yeah, I'm real. <laughs> I'm not just in here. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Adam Adam had to put up with on the was it what was it, did it end up being like a 16 hour drive there or something? I don't know. It was quite quite an extensive drive. Um, he he had to put up with me <laughs> to, talking we, about things like going in there. He couldn't be like <laughs> we. we we got re- the sat nav rerouted us on the way there for some reason yeah. uh, to a completely different area of the country first before it decided to reroute us back up to Newcastle. Uh, but we did eventually reach our destination. But that's the thing. So <laughs> he, he's, a, Friday night. <laughs> he's having a listen to me talk about things like uh, uh, um, um, I've got it in my notes here: Miracle One, Pluck, Switch One, the inevitable choice thing that he did with Ollie Mealing a while back, Scribe. Now, all of this type of stuff will be words that most of you have no idea what I'm talking about, right? Most of you will have no idea. But for those that do, will know that me and Adam are particularly fond of our of our puzzle-solving practice 
um, having a look at a certain a certain magic and mentalism kind of performances, right? We're all we're all big enough and ugly enough to know that there's no one walking around with a, a wizard's cloak and whatnot until oh, ugly. <laughs> until we started we we started watching the work of this guy. And there was there was a few times, especially when we went to the uh, the open mic nights, um, when uh, th- this guy performed, and Adam turns to me and goes, "Well, how does that work then?" <laughs> right? Not like that's not, and that isn't the point, right? Go on, what are you yeah. going to say, dude? I'm get, I'm getting excited now. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I was expecting kind of, uh, oh. Maybe there's there's something that Ben's done before. Have they seen this? Like, and I thought because we'd sort of seen um, a few like few acts beforehand and what have you, and mm. it's always great to see things that uh, you have seen before, but used in a different way. Uh, mm. So you know, like everything we d- do and see and talk about is u- it's always unique. But this was one of those things where we we're just like, but how? Yeah. <laughs> don't Genuinely, don't know how. It was. That's it really was, annoying. <laughs> and it's it's been it's been such it's been such a wonderful feeling, and he's he's agreed to yeah. give his time so graciously this evening to talk to us all about his a little bit about his process and his thinking and his journey within this world that's led him to where he is now. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that in mind, Mister Christian Grace, yay! The crowd hey, is wild. It's I've been working out as well. I've been working out as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be here, lad. How are you both? I'm very good, my friend. How about yourself? Yeah, fantastic. Um, it's it's been a really good Thursday. Um, it's nice to have a different job from the normal sort of nine to five jobs. So <laughs> today's what? actually been quite a relaxing day, but getting a lot of work down and. Yeah, it's great to be on this podcast and and to have met you guys at Minds as well. That was really special. Well, when, when that was the thing, like when. Go on, Adam. Sorry, mate. <laughs> as was meeting you. Yeah. Oh, well, you. here's the thing, right? Like, I, I, I am normally most people tend to recoil at my presence. Right, and that's not like a self-deprecating thing. Most people, right? I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you an analogy. I went to a, I went to a fancy dress party last year. <laughs> one guy was, one guy, one guy had to ask permission of my friend. Thought he had to ask permission of my friend to come and talk to me, because I, he thought I was so scary. But you wandered over. We we spoke. We hugged. It was just a genuinely warm, wonderful experience and it's knowing knowing you since and being kind of immersed in your work as much as i possibly can anyway um because there's there's some things that, that i haven't tracked down yet or looked into through uh, through your gum road uh aside but we'll put pl- we'll plug that later so we'll plug that later um, sure, no. <laughs> so just just for just for those people who perhaps maybe maybe don't know of you as well as we do at this moment Maybe if you could just give us a little bit about your background and your experience in this area. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, <clears throat> all in all, mentalism is something that I've always been interested in, but I've only just recently gone into because my actual background has been more in magic, you know, like magic for magicians, magic tricks, yeah. creating a lot of card magic, which I have been obsessed with for years and years. But it started pretty, pretty like, much like any other traditional magic story of being a kid and witnessing magic and always wanting to do it alongside all the other fantastical jobs I could perceive, like astronauts and fucking chefs. And, you know, <laughs> so it was always there. It was just always there. And um, when I was a teenager, I was really interested in like circus skills and things as well. Nice. So my parents kind of put me into a little children's circus at the time. And oh, it cool. was that was when I kind of like got the bug for performing. And Amazing. even though it's different than magic, it was definitely one of those triggers that that started me realizing that I wanted to perform and I wanted yeah. to present magic and stuff like that. So that was kind of one of my odd ins into this kind of industry. Um, but having spent a lot of time doing magic casually as a hobbyist and creating magic for myself, it was only until sort of early 20s um, that I really started taking it seriously, you know, and I, I 
genuinely were like, you know, this is, I want my life to be this. And so it's been kind of an incremental condition. <laughs> um, I, love but, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> condition. It's a condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a condition. The doctors are the doctors are hard at work and they don't expect any cure. Well, listen, they, we they all kind of... know it's a condition. We, we all know that, <laughs> yeah. that it's a very unhealthy condition. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, uh, when Matthew Wright came to town to lecture years ago, year, back when I still had hair. Um, <laughs> Is he, that why you wear the hat? Yeah, that's to, uh, to hide it. Technically, I, I've just got it all kind of bunched up at the back, oh. so you can't see it. Jesus, it's that's all people are scared. It's, it's, the, it's the bald head. No, I'm kidding. That's it. Mate, I, that's I'm it. losing it here as well, so soon I'll do the same. We can start a brand of kind of fantastical flamboyant skinheads. That's what we can be. Yeah, we can. <laughs> but that, that kind of leads me into the, the, the first question. So you mentioned that you, you, you know, you kind of started off with magic and you're moving over to mentalism at this particular yeah. stage. So if you could just kind of tell us about what, what, what your opinions are on the differences between magic and mentalism as a performance style first, before we, before we even start to think about the mechanics a, a, a little bit, you know, what what is it that comes to mind for you when you think about them two separate entities? Wow, this is going to get deep. Um, Do it. <laughs> so That's what she yeah, said. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. So first thing, just just to make sure it's clear, like I my heart's in magic as well, and and it will always be there, and I can't help myself when you know thinking about ways of achieving methods for magic, but I often see the magic world as more of a physical world where we're manipulating physical things and finding physical methods for these types of effects that at the end of the day even leave mystery the spectator or the audience might feel they can look back on that and think well how did he do it it must have been this or that or the other whereas with mentalism there's nothing particularly tangible when it's performed well it's more of a conversation and the magic exists in an invisible way and that can seem and feel more impactful because it can seem a little bit higher than just the realm of what's physical. And so that's kind of one of my interests in terms of the concept of moving over to mentalism and also just the connectivity that you can have. Um, mentalism's a bit more focused on linguistics and the conversation and the actual experience between you and another person. And if it's done well, it's more, more about them than it is about what you're doing, you know. It's the connection. So I think there's just a little bit more power. And when I say power, I, I that's a really, it sounds so pretentious, but I think there's, a, there's more power that can be perceived with mentalism performed well, because it, it kind of feels like there's this secret knowledge that you don't know or you haven't tapped into, you know, that exists outside yeah. of your understanding. And that that is a very you know amazing thing to experience. Um, you know the feeling when you see someone who's extremely skilled at what they do, and there's nothing to hold on to other than the experience that you can't explain, and it's everything's crumbling. That, that's kind of like an experience I've had with mentalism performed on me, and I thought, my God, this is way more, this is way more expansive than just card tricks and stuff. I mean, I I'm desperately interested in card magic but there is this thing pulling me it's pulling me into this kind of world and also i think i think there can be a lot to to say about the skills that a creator in magic can have when they move over into a mentalism realm as well because you know a bit like if i give an example of my experience um loving kind of visual retention of vision in magic and applying that to something like billet switching you know where there's complete retention of vision so that you know that a billet switch would be imperceptible as a switch and therefore it would achieve the desired goal of just existing as a prediction for example then i i think my skills are kind of well engineered to to, to be in that space you know and so i do i do often like to try and see crossovers between what i can what tools I can use from, you know, even if they're secret ones that the, the spectator never sees, what tools I can create to then use in mentalism and to reinforce the idea that, you know, what seemed to be happening is the only thing that's happening. And, you know, behind closed doors, there's there's nothing to see. You know, there's not even a prop, you know. It's like, you know, 
<laughs> I, I, I like that because the, the, you, the you know, we know. <laughs> oh yes. Like, yeah, well, well, that's that's an example. I know. I know. Yeah. There's a subtext here of, of what you've experienced at Mines, and I, I wanted to say thank you, obviously, for the lovely warm introduction. Um, but that Mines trip was particularly special because I've performed Enigma, you know, a lot at conventions, magic conventions, Session, Blackpool, 4F convention. Um, but actually to do a mind reading based effect at a mentorism convention specifically is a very, very interesting, you know, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's an event, you know, and it really felt like it had found its feet, you know, by that time. So it was a pleasure to do that. And what you haven't mentioned to the viewers is that you tracked me down on the last day and after we embraced, <laughs> um, we, we, we spent some time talking about it and, and we did. I was very open with, with regards to method and I told you yeah. exactly how it worked and, yeah. and hopefully, hopefully you feel even more excited about it. Genuinely. Because sometimes you find that method, you're like, oh, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the kind of... So I was going to say even more excited about it, the, the fact that we're about to reveal the method today. So why not? <laughs> you stay under the stairs in that cupboard. You just stay there. It was a thumb tip all along. Who knew? <laughs> but but no, genuinely, right? That, because that's that's one of the things that I enjoy about like thinking about these kind of puzzles and things is, is yes. a form of practicing that that kind of uh, thinking about a problem because like. It, it, it has parallels personally for me in terms mm -hmm. of the way a deduction is described. You know, if you say, um, I think this about you, they go, oh, my God, how do you know it? And you say, well, I noticed this, 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 and this. And they go, oh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I could have done that. You know, but <laughs> when it, it, it's, it's the fact that, well, you didn't do that. And when you we had that kind of very open conversation about it, I was like, I never in my wildest dreams would have put that together in a million years in a million years and I, I, I it, wow. because it, it it doesn't it doesn't there's no there's no crossover you know like when you talk about billets if there's a billets involved it's quite easy for somebody to go well oh, well, just picked it right even if that's nothing to do with anything that's happened that is a hook mm -hmm. with which to hang your hat on right that's yeah. correct N never never in a never in a million years would I've would I've picked that up because I was so in the zone like because <laughs> i was I, like I, we uh, we were we were we oh, were connected it. It, we oh, were yeah. connected in that moment you know we, you, you tell me to think of a letter i thought of one and then you told me about it i was like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> holy shit what's happening you know <laughs> it, it was it, it's the it's like the first time i watched um you know uh, it was a teller solo piece but you know he does the coins in the water and it all comes it all turns into fish mm, like that's yes, that's yes. that's that's the first time with the fish thing i've i've watched something and gone strap me down no idea <laughs> not a clue and 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 I, I i i have had that same experience consistently with your mm. stuff not that that's a mark of anything right who am i to say what sure. is and what isn't but for me personally that was mm. that was that was massive because it was it was the first time that I wasn't able to to kind of step around something to go, oh, maybe it could yeah. be this, maybe it could be that. And for what, for what you were saying before, that's the, the whole magic and mentalism thing. For me, mm. it's, mm. It's, 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 it's an internal, external experience. Magic is, ta-da! Yeah. Mentalism is, ta-da, oh, God, that was <laughs> huge. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. There's nothing, they, they, it's done well, there's nothing to hang on to. You know? And I think that's part of it. You mentioned problem solving. And I have talked about this a lot because that is possibly the best definition of what I love doing the most. And even if that includes these types of effects where it's not just the method, but it's the presentation of the method and the language used and basically everything required to close all the doors mm. on someone's ability to get to the secret. Then yeah. that's where where my love is, and and you would have noticed that because obviously you know I shared that with you as well in terms of how I think about you know the moment when I touch the fingers and the moment yeah. it's happening and how to how to you know use the performance as part of the method as well. You know it's very important. Yeah. Um, I this asked, is, uh, sorry, I was going to say I asked Ben uh, after he got back in the car because uh, 
we, when we left that day, uh, I, I, I left the room when you told Ben the method. So uh, I kept away from it because it was one of those moments where you're just like, oh, maybe I don't want to hear this because, you know. And the next morning you, the before. next morning you brought us breakfast, right? <laughs> exactly. Breakfast in bed. <laughs> and, uh, I've still got that Valentine's Day card you drew for me, Ben. That's uh, <laughs> really, thank you so much. I'll always, I'll always keep that. That's fantastic. That's actually uh, continue, Adam. Adam. It's not a drawing. <laughs> Well, I asked Ben afterwards. I was just like, "So, what? What was it? What you thought it was?" And uh, I was like, "Ben turns to me and he's just like, not what you think it is." <laughs> and that made me even like even more. You get that feeling of what the fuck though. <laughs> and I like kind of like in a way, sort of how you said before about um, that uh, feeling of magic, ta-da! But being that. Oh, that kind yeah. of it's happened, and you're just sort of taking it as it is for the moment. And I didn't want to kind of let that go for some time. So, pesters have been a, been a bit about it in the car, but it, I, I totally get what you, yeah. <laughs> it was I think just a rounding chorus of no, partly the thing is, I'm very open, genuinely, and I have been with a lot of magicians mm -hmm. and mentalists. And friends, it's, you know, to me, it's, you know, these secrets are, are, are special when they're kept, but they're also can be quite special when they're shared, you know, mm. with the right people, you know, mm. right people oh. being people that can see the potential energy of something and enjoy and embrace it and empower it rather than, you know, the cafe goers who, you know, but uh, we won't get into it, but, you know, it's, it's, they just, it is what it is, isn't it? We won't. We won't well, well, yeah. That that's the thing, right? That um, we, I, I've spoke, I've I've got on my little soapbox about the about the community a few times, uh, and so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Now is neither the time nor the place. If you're interested, look at any other of the podcasts. <laughs> 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 it's just concerned. Uh, ben, why do you why why don't you go to conventions? That's why. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the toxicity of it. It's just it's shocking. It's yeah. shocking. Um, so it's shocking. But, uh, I, I, I have a I have a curiosity with you with you with you uh, referencing problem solving as well to that end. So yeah, for, sure. for for you it, for you in terms of the your your process uh, as it were, mm. and obviously don't go don't go into too much detail because like it, it's it's best to pun intended keep the magic alive, you know. But yeah. do you do you find that you tend to like? oh, this is an interesting idea, or I have an effect I want to achieve and then work backwards? Always. No, it's actually, it's always the, the latter. It's always the effect. Mm. That's mm. always what interests me. Um, and, then it, and then it's a case of trying to achieve that. Uh, so that's, that's a really good point, because you, you might think, oh, you know, here's an existing problem, let's solve it. But for me, it's just most of the magic that I enjoy, and I think the kinds of things I present to the community in terms of finished products and, you know, mm. in terms of releasing an idea and letting it go and letting people mm. enjoy it, or at least showing them into what I'm thinking at that given stage of my life is we're ever changing, obviously, but mm. yeah, that's all got to that stage because I've thought about that effect and I've thought mm. about how I want that effect to look and feel, mm. you know, and, and, and how, direct i like effects to be you know mm. um and yeah just trying to achieve achieve something that feels mm. impossible that feels impossible and feels like magic and the magic being the moment the moment they remember the moment not not yeah. all the little tricky you know just focus on that moment that they feel it so for me, yeah it's all about the effect and 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 finding direct ways to get there you know not every method is the correct one for a given effect mm. and so that the fun of it is exploring different types of channels that that can take us to the to the right place but yeah for me it's it's all about the effect and that's why i look at that's why i've branched out you know i've done mm. things with cards and mm. obviously doing some billet stuff which i love and i still do um and then also that's kind of me stepping into mentalism Mm. <laughs> isn't it you know 
Uh, and then just some of the gimmicks in mentalism, like the Swami writer and yeah. bug writing. And, and then Scribe, obviously, for me, was, was a way of looking at that tool and, and feeling what I felt wasn't right about it in my hands and thinking about how I wanted it to look from the audience's perspective. If I really did commit to something, I wouldn't be like this and I wouldn't be saying, yeah, what was, what was the thing you said? Oh, yeah, what, sorry, what was that? Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be that, right? It would be, I'm totally committed. Just name it, go on. Oh, okay, take it, have a look, you know. So it's like, it's just finding, it's starting with the effect and how I want the effect to look. And then it's working backwards as to find the right tool or a better tool. Or, you know, I think actually someone said it the other day, and, and I agree, it's, it's, I, I, I tend to love creating, but more importantly, I think innovation's better. Hey, he's got it. <laughs> but I do, no. I do, I, I think, you know, I like creating, but innovation is, is, is that step above. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what were you going to say, Adam? About the, uh, like the moment it was capturing that moment for the person and the experience and uh, back to your your transition from magic to mentalism mm. after you I, I know you said like that's what you you were after and what you were going for and you wanted that feeling but was there a specific moment uh, where you watched a performance and got that feeling yourself uh where like is there something that stands out that made you think oh like i want that yes. for me like a certain yeah. form or was there a certain experience you had that influenced yes. that absolutely um from the very beginning, Darren has done that several times. Um, I'd say the reason I didn't transition earlier, though, even though that was in my teen years, is just because I didn't understand. You know, it's like, yeah, when you're that young, you still want to play with the toys and you still want to, you know, it's magic's this big thing. And you think that that's where magic is because that person does something magical. So you enter into the world and then you get distracted and then you learn a lot about everything else. And then finally, you you grow up, you lose a bit of hair from here. And at that moment, you then just, and then, <laughs> then you lose all of it and you become wise. But, um, but yeah, so, so Darren, I would say Darren, you know, when I look back, I mean, he, it was him. It was him. Um, there are two other people that have done that to me. One is Peter. And these are in the order in which they, they touched me. <laughs> One is Peter. Let's get the best uh, <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter Turner. Um, I, his, his initial clip, and you, you guys might be able to reference this better than me, but um, he, he put out a clip on YouTube of him performing for about 15 minutes on one girl on a bench. And there yes. was just, yeah, yeah. And it was something to do with he did his Isabella, but he wrapped it in. He did. He did. Um, oh, with the shooting star thing as well. No, no, yeah, not the shooting star, but that was another one. I mean, so the it was YouTuber. a video of him. Um, what's the effect he uses with a rainbow and they paint from it? Oh, yeah, it's. Um, oh, nuts. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't recall the name of it off the top. Of my but head. anyway, he he performed this piece and then he went. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. Oh, great. So he does this and that. And then he ends by telling her about her sister and what her name is and what she does and the fact that she wants to be a dancer or something like that. And it's just so unbelievable to see this react, this type of reaction. And it gave me the same feeling of power and weight that this person had. I think at the time it was more the enigma of it and Pete with his tattoos and his looks and stuff. That's also, you know, there's something to be said about that look as well, which... I find really influential. So we'll circle back to that in a second. But yeah. nice. Pete was the second guy. And the third person to do it was Fedon. Yes. He did that for me, like in person at Mines, a couple of sessions back. I think it was maybe two or three years ago. I think three, maybe. I don't know. It was when he was lecturing at Mines. And he was doing Phasma and, and that kind of stuff. It just, it just hit me sideways, honestly. It really did. Um, so those are the kind of, those are the moments, those are the people that, that have done that. And um, it's just, it's just that feeling. Um, it's, it doesn't yeah. come often though. See, that's the thing, it doesn't come often. So yeah. I do ask myself, why do I feel so inspired by these people? You know, what is it about them that 
gives me this feeling that there's a power there, you know? Yeah. Um, it's more in the performance as well. The Enigma uh, presentation, obviously, that you did for Ben and what we saw on stage as well, where we talked about before, where like you see something and you're just like, oh, that was probably one of those moments for us where we were just like, wow. It was. <laughs> well, that's a very high compliment because I've, I've really put a lot of work into it and I'm very, very passionate about it. Um, you can tell you you, yeah. you can tell and that was that was that was one of the things that that i loved that i loved about your material because mostly when you look at these 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 uh, I, well, I've, it's a pet name but I, I call them problems now in terms of the performance the it's just because i've looked at them that far that's just how i look at them they're not actually problems but as our 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 reference um it, and most of the times when i'm watching somebody perform that way there is there is an excess of over explanation or irrelevant story or, or this or this or this you know whatever it is some kind of convincer that you know mm. either either nerves inexperience terrible effects whatever it is um mm. you know there's a bunch there's a bunch of reasons that for, for that for that kind of stuff that can come up that when you were you were performing was none of that it was mm. it was just a case of here is something mental <laughs> that i'm going to show you mm. and here is the end result and what what get what gets me about it during these ones particularly with your card performances is that you're just you seem to be just as excited to see it work <laughs> yeah and I, I i think for me that's that's part of uh, what makes your puzzles your problems so special is it because it's not like look at how remarkably clever I am that I can figure out all this shit about you. It's this fucking ace. Let me come and share this moment with me as well. Now yeah. you next come and share this moment with me as well. Yeah. You next come and share this moment with me as well because it's mad. I don't know, but it's great. It works. Let's do it. You know, and it's that, <laughs> that kind of teamwork element that you get um, with, with mm, the people that that's... you uh, that, that you perform for. It's glorious, mate. It's glorious. Is that engineered Thank... or is that natural or, or what do you? What, it's an interesting observation you make because I don't think I've analysed myself in that way. I just, I suppose contextually at a convention, it might come across in that way, like, you know, <laughs> like you described it, because naturally I understand there are people who are intrigued and want to know more and want to actually, you know, it's more of a disbelief thing, you know, I really, can you do it on me? Can you do it on me? You know, so I'm leaning into that in that context. Yeah. I suppose it could be presented in a very, very different way, depending on your style and your kind of character and stuff. But for me, yeah, it comes naturally. I don't, I don't sit there practicing becoming a character. Really, um, yeah. I've thought about it. I'm too. I'm probably too, too ayahuasca sessions away from getting a full body tattoo or something. You know what I mean? I've just, <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it, but. Um, but no, I just try and be myself. I think I think what's important is is to remain who I am and to let the magic speak for itself. Mm. Let the let the the whatever it is speak for itself. Um, but I but I I do I do want to work more on be, becoming more of a character, you know, rather than a guy that happens to do something. I do I do yeah. find that an interesting next step for me to take. Yeah. Uh, have you have you, yeah. have you got any things that you're working on towards that? Don't tell us about just whether whether you no, got anything. It, it's hard to sort of talk. It's it's hard to. Is this where you walk off now and come back in in costume of some kind of? <laughs> well, I've always been in a costume. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mission Impossible style. <laughs> And that working out thing earlier, well, well it, it wasn't real. It, it was pen. <laughs> Ta -da! Ow, ow. So, and that was so, a nick. Uh, the, the thing is, like, it's a, it's a good, good question. I, I've been thinking about it. I just don't know whether it's may, maybe a case of doing less of the magic I used to do and more of the magic that I want to do. Rather than too much of a drastic change. I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely no offense, but start wearing hats. <laughs> I'm kidding, Ben. You look great. It, it suits you. That's 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 only 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 out of my um 
my my kind of low self esteem uh, no, uh, and eternal you look depression. Great. So thanks no, for pulling that. No. <laughs> yeah, well done, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Uh, just just to say, uh, Julie from the comment section, I have a question. May I? It's Julie. Of course, Julie. Fire away. Pop them in. Hi, um, to to your heart's content. To your heart's content. Um, Will I see a comment from that? Uh, well, if uh, like Ross, oh, yeah. Ross was the guy that gave us uh, gave us the wish you were here. Um, I can I can pop them oh, on screen. Pop, pop them on screen. No, I've got board. it. I've got it. It's this comment section. I got it. So it will come up here. Perfect. Yes, yes, it should do. Um, that's that's accounted. Oh, here we go. Uh, look at this from Ross. Hi, lads. Big fan of the podcast. I love Christian. Amazing oh, hi, thinker, Ross. performer, and person. Very happy he's been pulled to the side of mentalism. Enjoying the discussion. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Ross. In, nice to see you. Thank you for tuning in, mate. So I'm I'm curious. Has there has there as yet has there been uh, a, an effect? That you've that you've kind of dabbled with that you haven't been able to uh, that, that you've not that any of us ever give up and go right well that's never happening you know what's what's gone back to the back burner for you um so yes yeah there is um I I, I can't I I suppose I I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> is that fine, right? uh, fine. Yeah, must. No, no, no. Go on. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, I think I intend to talk about it at some point in the in the public space, and I think gotcha. I I don't want to shoot my load too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working. Basically, I'm fascinated with the idea of being able to obtain thought of words, and I have an entirely new system. Completely, completely new. Like totally. From another place, uh, and um, I, I'll be happy to show you off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just but for it's those an of you, new method for it. It's nothing to do with what you've seen in, <laughs> okay. in terms of the way it's constructed, all the way up to the top. It's it's um it's another way of doing it, and I'm excited about it. I just need to find the right format for it. You know, do I put it in a in a book? Do I put it in a? I don't know, and it doesn't even have a name. And the thing is, if it's nameless, it's hard to kind of. It's hard to. Um, once you give something a name, you give it life, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to do that publicly yet. That's, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. We'll transition right. into Julie's question. Um, so just just to give you some background on, on Julie as well, um, she works for the Behavioral Intelligence Academy, which is a behavioral science understanding of, of human wow. behavior, conversational uh, deductions, this kind of thing. Um, so. Incredible. This is this is kind of the, the reason for her question in this way. You've mentioned uh, uh, influence in terms of Pete and the tattoos and, and that kind of Milgram-esque uh, uh, commanding the space way that, that he does. That isn't just the tattoos. It's Pete, he commands his space, you know? You know um, no. but, but there is so something you, to be said about tattoos, and I have thought about it. I really have. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I, I, I want to hear, but we, Pete, Pete was on either the first or the second episode of this podcast ever to talk about tattoos wow. so it, it oh he be, spoke about them yeah yeah it was like the second episode ever uh that we all right ever well did. first you have to tell me what he said about them and then i'll tell you what i feel about them. <laughs> yeah, okay but but so this is someone who has strong behavioral skills can you use mentalism yes what would you say ben um i i, I would say when the opportunity presents itself uh, I would say when the opportunity presents itself, like <laughs> I, I actually used Scribe um, to score myself a, a business contract the other day. <laughs> wow, so that is a direct. That's a direct answer. That's good. That, like that's 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 one hundred percent how I did it. Um, the the guy was kind of like on the fence about someone's ability to uh, uh, to to understand somebody's some somebody's way of thinking, and no matter how many examples that I showed him, which were real you know to use the that the big ones of those um real i was like okay so what what do you think what 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 do you need me to you know if i was going to be the dog that was going to jump through a hoop this is i'm, I'm reverse engineering the situation if i was going to be the dog that jumped through the hoop because he's this big arrogant american guy what what do i need to do for you to show you the 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 effect that this can have 
It was mm. like, tell, tell me the number and I would, I would refuse to go between. <laughs> got, got my card out. <laughs> oh, dude, I tell you what, when they posed the, 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 the question or the challenge and, you know, when they feel like it's their idea, that's so, you know, that reminds me of like that time when I was so obsessed with progressive anagrams for like so many years and I love Atlas Brookings and his approach. And I found it really refreshing just to actually see anagrams performed in such a way that they could actually be disguised, you yeah. know, rather than the whole, here's 20 question type, mm. you know, procedure, <laughs> it, he disguised it so well. And that was all him and the way he interacts and stuff and his clever construction of the routine. So that was a nice learning step for routining and stuff. But that for me was a moment. There was a moment with that after studying it for so long and learning his Disney anagram. I don't know if you've ever looked at that. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I used to perform it quite a lot. But there was one time when this girl asked me to do something. And in the conversation before that, she told me that she worked for Disney. And it was just one of those. And it's it's rare. And I, I, I the, the feeling I had, I know, chef's kiss. The <laughs> feeling I had performing that and the reaction and her reaction was so strong that I considered going on a Disney cruise or something just to fucking do that. <laughs> Just like, oh, by the way, what kind of a boat is this? I care, it's Disney, right? So think of a you know, it's character. But it means <laughs> so much more, doesn't it? If they yeah. present something to you, oh, what are you interested in? Oh, I work for Disney. So like, okay, well, based on that, I don't know. Do you know? You probably know more about Disney films than I do. Um, so <laughs> there must be a reason really? you're really interested in it. So I always do this based around yeah. your interests, and you know, and then so you're the, home free. There is there is a there is a psychological understanding of framing that 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 could be could be ascribed towards behavioural skills. You know, if yes. if you're looking yeah. to to shape an outcome, you know, things like your spectator management, choosing the right people. Uh, mm. uh, you know, uh, whether they are okay with, if I might use the phrase, everyone, you know, being touched. You know, with with, with fingertips or hands on shoulders, this type of thing. Not anything that you would you know you would need a court appointed. Uh, whoever they are to, to to come in, that type of uh, immediate assessment of the people that you're going to use for a specific kind of routine, because like mm. I I can't do anything too emotional, like uh, mo most of Pete's work I, I I can't do it in that way because mm. it just feels disingenuous coming out of my face because me personally I have the emotional range of a teaspoon. Right? Oh gosh, so. <laughs> It's it's fact. That's it's pretty fact. small, that, man. That's pretty small. That's why my wife cries herself to sleep every night. Um, <laughs> just in ca in case my mother-in-law is watching, that's not that's not true. It's not true. Um, it's every other night. Um, but but that 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 type of thing in terms of having this arsenal of routines yes. or, or things that yeah, you can do. I know, ready what, what, to pop in those places and i think it's the implication it has that's what's mm. so strong about it mm. the implication mm. that they've introduced an idea and you mm. use what they've mm. introduced is so much far greater because it implies that you can adapt yeah. to any situation with any given interest and it gives so much more power to the idea of this thing you know which is why i think i do also want to spend a lot more time trying to figure out how to naturally engineer those circumstances obviously yeah. physically I did think about going on a, a Disney cruise and, you know, I mean, that is a little bit sad, I suppose, but is it, is it? No, no do it. Like talk, talking of anagrams, when I first started well, mucking around with practice. When, when I first started mucking around with anagrams, I could think of mm. no other way of doing it than getting the 1800 names, pet names that I had. And there was this anagram maker PC program, I, I forget what it was called. It's been that long since I've used it. And like every time me and Adam would go to the gym after work years ago, I'd be like, do think of a pet name. Let's try it. Do think of a pet name. Let's try it. Do think of a pet name. Let's try it. And it was just over and over and over and over again. The more the more I used it, the more I understood that I went, okay, that well, that bit's irrelevant. That bit's irrelevant. That bit's irrelevant. And kind of cutting it down, it gives you that understanding of the person in that moment to try and shape it as best as possible for them absolutely you know? absolutely 
I do find that interesting. I think with with mentalism, there are certain themes that I do like. Obviously, I've I've spoken about the idea of um, apparently, you know, visually propless ways to gain thought of words and things like that, which aren't in alignment with the traditional methods of writing things down or forcing things and etc. But um, it, it's the theme of it, really. Um, in mentalism, I love I love that kind of you know guessing names and things because obviously that's relatable immediately it's not so specific within the realm of you know disney anagram for a disney employee but names are relatable for everyone and i think that's why mentalism is broadly more interesting to me is because everyone can't help but think all the time and mentalism is based around thoughts so everyone has them and therefore every given situation it kind of makes sense to perform something that's based around that you know um, yeah, yeah. I feel there's a plot twist coming. Is Adam in your understairs cupboard? Like soon, you're just gonna go through with the with the camera. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truth online. There's no abuses there. <laughs> I have to make sure I don't turn that way so the bruises aren't revealed. It's all right. Oh know. bless you, Adam. Oh, <laughs> that angry with me. <laughs> As a, as, a, as a side note, I've, I, I found out the other day, you know, the Mission Impossible theme, this is a def, definitive tangent. You know, it goes, two short, two long notes. When Lalo Schifferin created that, it's Morse code for M and I. That's, that's, wow. how, he, that's, that's how he hid it. So you need to be watching out for Adam's noises when he's tapping out Help Me or SOS <laughs> or He's Done It Again. <laughs> So I'm relying purely on flatulence. So if you hear, a... <laughs> <laughs> well, if if I might just expand on 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 Julie's statement a bit, she she uh, she said, I, I mean, on her or him. So it it would be it would be kind of like so you're in a moment looking to use whatever you have in your mm-hmm. arsenal to be able to use. What kind of things are you noticing that that allows you to think? This person will be good to use. This person will give me a good reaction. This person won't be a dick. This person will be compliant. This, but what, what, what's? Is there anything you can speak to that process of for, for yourself personally? Yeah, um, I suppose I did spend a long time thinking about it when I was doing magic at you know events and things, um, especially in scenarios that feel a bit more unnatural for me. You know, which is a good space to be in because you always want to yeah. find a solution for why you feel that way and how to dissolve it. Yeah. I think for me, like I could put this into one context. Um, I think you're better at this as well, Ben, because you are a deductionist. So you, you will literally look for people's behavioral kind of patterns and you'll, you know, I, mean, no, I think I think that is there's something real to be said. So for me, it was discovering how to approach a table at a wedding, for example, where, you know, you'll have a round table of about 10 people and you have to win them over and you have to become likable, but you have to do it in such not only an awkward way because they don't even know you, right? They don't even know your name. They don't know who you are. They don't know what if you're good. They don't even know what good is, right? They just don't know. <laughs> but also not only that, you're doing it whilst they're eating, whilst they're talking to each other, whilst they don't know each other. You know, they've all been put at a table. It's just the worst. It's literally a fucking nightmare. It's supposed to be a day of love, but for for an entertainer, it's fucking it's horrible, crazy. <laughs> but here's the thing: what I did notice was, and I and I noticed this from observing the tables from afar, rather than actually going over. Because when you go over, you can't learn much because you're in a moment yeah. and you're panicking. Yeah. If you look at every table, what you realise is there's always a trajectory of from the most introverted person at the table to the most extroverted by by nature of everyone being different there has to be a trajectory between the two so i look at who's the most who i feel intuitively is the most silent and i feel is the most boisterous or loud or you know and what i'll do is i'll brave it and i'll win over that loud one and then the whole fucking table kind of forms and it breaks everything into itself and everything's fine. And if, if you, and, and actually stepping back further from that, like a little mandala on set, um, I look at all the fucking tables and I look at which one's going to be the most fucking trouble and I go to that one first. So, 
get lots of noise happening and then everything else falls into place. So yeah, I, I suppose to a certain extent to a certain extent when I do perform magic because of that experience, and it's not a conscious decision now, it's just more of a kind of you can see who's reasonable, you can see who's experience. interested. I think it is experience. I think there's a point at which I mean, you're always going to be surprised and there are always going to be mm. people that try and mess you up and mm. there's always going to be things that happen that you don't account for and you can't expect. Um, um, but in and around that, I think it is experience and it's just a case of, it's like um, you feel like you have to perform at these types of events. So you have an obligation to be the best and Im mm. impress the people that are paying you. But really, you notice that there are people who are interested in what you're doing and there are people who, who aren't. And I suppose naturally, I just pay more attention to the people that might be interested in what I have to say or offer. And I tend to just make more of a connection with those people. And I don't worry so much about the people that aren't enthralled by magic or, or aren't interested or aren't very kind, really. I mean, I try not to. And I don't feel bad about that anymore, you know, because before I thought, oh, I've got to get around everyone. I've got to entertain everyone. Everyone has to. I've got to manipulate everyone so that they enjoy said thing. Now it's more like, no, I, I know my worth and I'm going to just, and I'm not going to force it on anyone. I think that's the other thing is just to be quite, um, in a given casual circumstance, to be attuned to whether it's appropriate to do anything or not. I think it's more powerful to do less, especially if, you know, and like I say, I think it's even more important for them to suggest uh, or request or be interested to see something rather than you, you know, bringing it out. There's a massive difference. Yeah. It's just so huge. It's not even. Andy Nyman talked about it. It's expectation. It's like always lower their expectations. Always. Yeah. Always at every given turn in your attitude and what you do. And if you always do that, then you're, you're naturally going to supersede that with whatever magic you have to offer because then it will enter into the realm of surprise mm. yeah. so so i quite like that uh, i think i think though you you've definitely from what i've seen of your material you're you're definitely more equipped to talk about the psychology of behavioral patterns and things like that i think you've probably deconstructed it more in terms of your thinking on it so I'd be interested to know your thoughts on that kind of stuff as well. Well, you've pretty, you pretty much, you pretty much hit the nail on the head for me, uh, for me as well. Yeah, we could, we could wax lyrical about the the, the minutia as well, but at, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I, in the first instance, it's oh god, I got to be good, I got to make everyone smile, brilliant, yeah, that's that's an ego thing, uh, in, in that is, moment, and then. I, I, Freddie, Freddie Jackwin kind of rang out in the back of my head when I was doing my training with him, uh, and when he would, when he would uh, get questions like, "So, what do you do when people say, well, you, you can't be hypnotized?" Well, he was just like, "I'm not interested in arguing with you. Cool, if that's your belief, I'll go and hypnotize someone else." <laughs> and that, that, that was it for me. So, when, whenever anybody started being uh, uh, difficult about, okay, cool. Stuff away in the pocket. I'm going. Go, I'm going somewhere else. You, you do your thing, mate. Whatever. You know, there were a few times that I, I, I confrontationally uh, uh, perhaps did some things that I shouldn't have done, uh, but that's just me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, you know the, the the kind of accentuate the positive uh, mm. in that way because ultimately that's going to be the thing that ebbs out. Even when you aren't there trying to distract attention, if there's one person within that group actively trying to be a dick, for want of a better yeah. phrase, they're always mm. they're always going to be uh, ostracized. No, nobody yeah. wants that unless it is a collection no. of dicks in that way. Magic <laughs> cafe. Um, <laughs> they I, I, I have. A, I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm confident that they'll all come round. Um, apart from those who go out of their way to anonymously enjoy stirring the waters, um, how pathetic and sad! How pathetic yeah. and sad! It's, it's huge. It it, it, it brings me back to uh, something something that I clocked from Stoicism years ago, which was uh, uh, there are two types of problems in the world: things you can solve, things you can't. Mm. Why would you worry about either? Yeah. You know, oh, nice. It's, it's it's this it's the same for people. There are there are two types of people. 
people that are looking to cause trouble, people that are looking to have a good time. Why would you? Yeah. yeah. Or what, what, what about just taking a moment to see the beauty in something and to yeah. enjoy the excitement? Right. You know, I, I've got just as much excitement discovering something and yeah. nurturing it. Um, yeah. I don't have to share it with anyone, no. but I make yeah. the choice to yeah. share it. And then, and then what, what you, you know, you get that. It's just, it's, it's really, it's disgusting. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, I, I'm quietly confident that when the right time comes and I can share my excitement for this thing with everyone that, that people will, will love it and hopefully take it way further than I can ever imagine. Hopefully. Yeah. That's the idea, right? That I share magic because I want to innovate and I think to do that, we have to, you know, I make the decision to share it with a community because a community can mm. take something further, you know, and see things in ways that I can't see them. Yeah. And then that inspires me. And then we're all together, hive mind, you know, right, action. Yeah, absolutely. That's what makes it community. Otherwise, it's one of those where if it's just kind of uh, sort of self-serving time no one will learn anything and you don't want to end up at a dead end sort of brick wall like that where it's it's a case of it's just one man trying to top the other man uh and no yeah. one really about the other, the other person's trick and i think that's what if you take the care of it away like you've got to care about what you're doing and care about what you're seeing at the same time to to make it mm. impact the right kind of way as well like when we've been out about ben and i've seen you like sort of like uh, perform for people the best sort of scenarios are where the people get on board with it uh, and get involved in like that and it's their reaction we're trying to capture uh, it's, it's absolutely joy. Really what we're doing it's them going oh, like that kind of that's what you kind of want to see there's a joy to that and i, I, I remember when um where was it where were we now i think it was when we were doing one of the episodes of the first series where <laughs> we got we got someone it was a girl in an old theater uh in in, a, in the town we were filming in and at the end of the, the effect she was like she, she was giving nothing away she was she didn't look impressed at all and then she was like there there were mirrors up your sleeves and uh <laughs> you're like yeah sure whatever yeah whatever <laughs> 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 <We're not really>? <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of connects to as, as something I, I just I, I wanted to ask you as, as we start to wind this in. Do, do you do you find that there is a, a best practice for problem solving or for critical thinking about these kind of things? Do you favour you know the the problem shared as a problem halved, and we'll fi- we'll find a solution as as part of that community, or, or or what's you know is it read more? Is it immerse yourself more so you have more options to think about? What is it for you in terms of that ability to, to, to think about it? It's hard to answer that in one way. I mean, I know that as an exercise, I try not to. I do have lots of books on magic and mentalism, and I love reading. And I and I haven't done it in, as much now, like over the last few years, that than I've wanted to. So I've got a lot of books mm. that I've bought, but I haven't started. Time is one of those factors. But also, I, I do think it's a good exercise to tend to try and find solutions to problems without looking at other things first, because that you're you're more likely to stumble on something special yeah. rather than reading something and thinking, oh, this is the way it could be done, and this is the best way out of the ways that I've read that it could be done, and therefore this is the way, and therefore I'm going to stop searching. So it's good to kind of do a bit of both. For me, though. I can't give an answer because I don't have a specific process. Some of the best ideas I've had come from things outside of magic entirely. You know, um, Enigma started with, I won't go into methods or anything like that, but it started with just watching Netflix. The whole thing just started there. And I had a very specific idea thank you netflix <laughs> but but then but then also there was something i'd been working on before and I, actually i can mention this because i've not published anything about it so no one will know what i'm talking about but um i liked doing propolis country divination for a while and i, I was working on it uh, actually very literally connected to this hand method um and 
I loved, like I said, I've, I've been doing anagram work for a long time. So I, I discovered a technique that I called jumping. And the idea, even though I won't tell the method, the idea of it or the concept is the idea that you start an anagram mm. and then you immediately jump to the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like you start the anagram and then you immediately jump to the, the outcome. Right. So all of those letters in between, not necessary. <laughs> so um, so that that sat in the drawer and I did develop it. And actually, I stopped developing it when um, Fedon brought out Phasma because I was trying to make this memory system of all the countries of the world. And then I realized I didn't need to. I only needed three systems yeah. um, based on what he offered in his mm. Phasma. Uh, and then from there, it felt free enough for it, for it to could have been any of the countries. And therefore, so I, I kind of put it in the drawer at that point. But in combination with being inspired watching TV and this old idea of jumping, it just clicked and it just, it, the whole world just, it was amazing. I, I would actually like to publish um, the country, the populous country divination stuff at some point. So that's why I won't go further into the method, but I'm happy to talk offline about it as well. And if people are interested in this, I'm happy to maybe tell you about what jumping is. If you if you do progressive anagrams, I can teach you this technique, and it will allow you to jump to the end of an anagram very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that like, was an organic tease. We didn't plan that or anything. That just no, happens. no, no, no. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very bold claim, but it's it's possible. You know, you can start an anagram, and you can jump to the end of it. <laughs> I love it. I love saying that. You know, start the anagram, and then you jump to the end of it. <laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, there's this there's something that that I vibe with about mm. you know not not kind of being bogged down from the thoughts and practices of others, however relevant or pertinent they might be. You know, just mm. to kind of indulge this, like him or lump him. There was something that Elon Musk said about innovation that that, that struck about struck a bell, uh, struck a bell, struck a chord, uh, <laughs> struck, struck me. Struck a puppy, I don't know, um, struck something. Um, it was, uh, uh, you can't punish innovation uh, because if you try something and it fails, the next time you won't try as hard. And mm. I was like, wow. that was brilliant. That was brilliant. So, I, it, you know, that, that kind of, if we've tried something and it doesn't work. What does he good. know? He's just a billionaire. Uh, yeah. What does he know? He's just a billionaire. He's just, he's just... <laughs> but no, he's I... been able to afford a hair transplant. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> no, it's 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 extraordinary. Um, I always enjoy listening to people who have managed to acquire wealth. Not that I think it's ultimately fundamentally mm. important. And the, the beautiful thing about most of the billionaires I like listening to is it seems as though it's not important to them either. <laughs> That's just a byproduct of their determination and what they do. I think that's the appeal that I like to see. Yeah. But um, but that's yeah, that's a really nice point that you make about innovation, or Elon made about innovation. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, there's there's something to be said for that that kind of fear of of trying. Like yes, the the, the first time you stood there thinking I'm going to perform something absolutely propless. God. Oh, that's all going like this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know. Yes, I do. Once you I do. once you pass that, you go. Oh, I try this. Oh, I try this. Oh, I try this. And you you start to find more about what works and what doesn't, and that's part of the exploration. Um, yeah. So yeah, mate, it's been an absolute joy to have you on. Thank Aww. you so much for sharing your wisdom, your time, your thoughts uh, with us it's all. Been, been a pleasure, man. Um, thank you for all your gener generosity with your compliments and and the intrigue and everything that you put towards some of the stuff I'm doing. I obviously enjoy speaking to you guys too, and I hope that we can continue this in person next time. And Absolutely. Yeah. And touch, ti touch tips again. Touch tips. <laughs> <laughs> All 10 of them. Hey, I'm, built, I'm built like an overgrown octopus. That's what it is. <laughs> Listen, for God's sake, take Adam out of your stairs cupboard and take him for a meal. Poor, poor <laughs> I mean, it's that time of the year. <laughs> yeah, it rubs the lotion on itself, or else it gets the hose again. He lets me get in my. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
10 minute run every day. So. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Then. Yeah, yeah, leave him. He's got like a, he's got like an overgrown wheel. <laughs> but listen, just just for the sake of the uh, the the people, uh, thank I'll, you, Julie. Thank you, thank you to Julie as well. Merci. Um, thank you. Oh, it's buffering as well. Get off the screen. Oh, well, that'll, that'll do in its end game. Um, I think the app is just about to crash anyway, which is delightful. Oh, no, it's back in business. It's back in business. It's back in business. Um, I'm like, I'm, 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 the last interview we did, it, it went non-responsive halfway through, so I just had to close the app down after. <laughs> oh, no. Well, let's make sure we, we wrap it up nicely before it crashes. Exactly. So um, for the people that have enjoyed this, where can they where can they get in touch with more of your work? Where's the best place to hear about these new problems and puzzles and effects and things that you're working on? Um, that's a really great question. So my I've been doing a lot of the magic stuff that I put out on my sort of subscribing uh, subscri uh, streaming service subscription service called Magic Monthly hosted on Gumroad. <laughs> Um, so a lot of the content that I teach there, I usually put out performance videos of on my Instagram, which is at Christian Grace Magic, all one word. And if anyone is interested in Enigma, which is this, you know, seemingly propless divination in all aspects of performance and how they feel and see it, then you can follow me at my website, enigmaofthemind.com. And if you subscribe there to the mailing list, you'll be the first to hear about it. Either that or the Gumroad, because obviously those are the people that are interested in my work, and I thank you all for your attention. Thank you very much for watching yet another episode of uh, uh, Three Gents whinging on the internet about what it is to think about problems. Um, <laughs> um, it, it, it's the usual spiel now of, of, of clicking on the subscription button and follow along for more episodes it might seem like an insignificant thing to do but it really does help um, and, and not with numbers or money or anything just so me and Adam can feel validated that's really really all it is um, it gives me uh, well we'll see we'll talk <laughs> so with that in mind guys we'll see you next week thanks again we'll love you and leave you Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye.